Welcome back, everyone. This is Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton, otherwise known as, well, today, probably a bit of a crestfallen Big Newt. How you feeling, big man? I feel like crap, man. I feel embarrassed. And now I just coined the term, we got Bill Belichick. Ooh. And, and and he did it to us again, man. I mean, not only had this dude beat us when we were favored at home, but he did it in an embarrassing way. And, I, and I'm just going to tell y'all, I know a lot of y'all hate New England. You don't want to hear this, but I'm like the barber in the barbershop, man. I'm just telling you the way it is, dude. Not only did we lose, but he stuck it to us by just running the ball 50 times. And he's done that to us before. And I bet you after the game, they're in the locker room having eight beverages and beers or whatever celebrating. And he's probably looking and saying, there's no way in hell I was going to let Sean McDermott beat me. Did you see the smile on his face when the Bills threw that incomplete pass on fourth and 16? And that was basically the Bills' last gasp right there. Did yeah. you see the smile on his face? Yeah. That game meant something to him. Yeah, of course it did, man. And, he did not did. enjoy all the people talking about how the Patriots dynasty is dead. This is the Bills division. The Bills are the future. Josh Allen is the MVP candidate. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the reason why we won the championships. It wasn't because of me. All uh-huh. this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know this missed something. And it was for first place in the division. Yep. But what, one thing I can give Sean McDermott, one, and, and I know, uh, once again, I always reference the Sal Capaccio, and I give him his props. Um, one thing I can say is I feel like one of the more positive things watching the game is you could tell Sean McDermott wanted him. Wanted him. Did you oh. see how fired up he was on the sidelines the whole game? Never He's seen him refs. like that. He's ripping players. Like, you could tell he wanted it. And that's the thing, like – Usually we get to Sean McDermott and we get the coaches talk. We respect everybody. We're going to just work hard. Oh, it's only one game. Yeah, this post game, yeah, he let you know how he feels. It's, what do you think about Brian Depp? Man, we got to be better. Yep. <laughs> and that's and that's, to me, that's what I like. I hate the fact that we lose, but I want the honest stuff. I don't want the fluff. And you got that. Yeah. You, you could tell that. This was a game that meant something to him. Unfortunately, if there's finger pointing going on, it has to be also pointed at Sean McDermott because yes. there was some there were some real head scratchers in that game between the clock management, the challenge of the spot on the quarterback sneak, the going for it on well, the not going for two, going for a field goal, I'm sorry, an extra point as opposed to trying to punch it in for two. I mean, there there were a lot of questions. And here's here's the thing that kind of messed with my head. They chose to kick a field goal instead of going for it on, what was it, fourth and six? Mm-hmm. Down by four. Where does that get you? I have no idea. And that's the thing, man. We could go and, and once again, I like Sean McDermott. 
I, I like him. I feel like I he's too. a leader of men. But we know he's been here long enough to where we know what he is. Okay, his game management is not up to par with some of the top coaches in the league. Can, can we agree on that? Well, okay. It has improved. I, I would say he's at minimum an average game manager, not bad. Well, that's not well, – well, we can agree it's not his forte. I mean, he's not known sure. for being a good game manager, okay. right? Yes. So so all we're seeing last night was what we already know he is. And, and so now, to answer your question, is now when we do questionable things, it doesn't even get me mad. Like, I don't even think about it now because I know that's what we are. I just hope that uh, Brandon B built a, a team that's good enough to to rise above our shortcomings when it comes to coaching. What I am surprised about is now that Brian Dable, I feel like he's on the clock now. You we, think? I felt like Johnson was on a we need a new O line coach. And and you saw it last night. They I think the uh I think the uh announcers did a wonderful job illustrating that, like the schemes that New England was doing, running the ball 50 times. They cracked back in the uh, wide receiver onto the defensive end. They're pulling their center. They're uh, they're uh, pulling around their guards. They're trapping. Like, you, they're skiing, and it's hat on hat, and everything pretty much worked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when you see that, because my thing is this. Do you think New England's roster is better than our roster? Yes. You think their roster is better? So you would rather have New England's roster right now? Yes. No, I disagree. I didn't. I didn't think you was gonna say that. I, I disagree. Hmm. I would rather have the Buffalo Bills roster than New England. Sim- and and my thing is, even if you thought that the other guys was better, you're gonna take Josh Allen over Mac Jones, aren't you? And totally. the quarterback yeah, is the definitely. most important position. When Trey White is healthy. He's a better corner than what JC, whatever his name is, right? JC Jackson is pretty good, though. He's good. He's good. You're splitting Harris at that point. Okay, what about the safeties? We have the 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 best safety tandem in the league. Yeah, we do. Stop it. So that ain't even no thinking about. Wide receivers. I take the bills. Well, hands down, because they don't have any all pros. Right. We have three. Or, yeah, we have three people who make. So my point is, our roster's better. Not to Wait. hold your feet on fire. Nope, nope, nope. We have to go through this now. Okay. You opened a can of worms. Offensive okay. line, who's better? Theirs. Who has better running backs? They do. Tight ends? No. Nah. Yeah, okay, theirs. That's fine. Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. Okay. Yep. Defensive so line and, and linebackers. Linebackers, I'm taking ours. Oh, okay. Right? Can we can we argue that? Do they? I mean, uh, I mean, Dante Hightower, Matt Judon. Have they made Pro Bowls? Have they made All Pros? That I don't know. Okay. And then D line, okay, I give you that. But my point, that's fine. But our point is, even if it's wet and wet right down the middle. Josh Allen, the most important the, the reason yes. why I brought that up is because Josh Allen is you got to take him over Mac Jones. Yes, and you so do. That's more important than anything. So you're 100% right. percent correct. Yes. Let me let me go, let me reel it back in. You're right. If you go position by position, I, it might be what what, but my in my thought process of bringing that up is that 
our quarterback should be a he was an MVP candidate. Yes. second for MVP. So he's worlds better than Mac Jones. So that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. So I brought that up to say that the we were three point favorite. Everyone, the money in Vegas was on us. We were at home. Now, don't get me wrong, man. It was a blizzard out there. You saw the wind swirling, everything. But the difference was it was coaching. The difference was coaching. Now, we will hope that Josh Allen made enough play. And, man, I'm not going to use today to, to pounce on Josh Allen. That dude was out there throwing BBs. He was throwing BBs in a blizzard. We just had a lot of drops. And that's going to happen once again. Now, I'm reverting back to my scrubby division two days in college. It's hard to track a ball when the wind's blowing like that. And, and you saw that. You probably didn't see it on the shorter passes, like the little hitches that um, Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. that kind of got away from him. All right. And then uh, JC broke on a couple of those in the second quarter. But you really saw it on the deep pass to uh, Stephon Diggs. You could tell yeah. when he looked over his left shoulder first, and he was like, oh, shoot, it's over here. And he's still able to get through it. And I know everybody's thinking, man, you got to catch that. That hit both of your arms. Not right. your hands. It hit both of your arms. But when he <laughs> but, but when he switched from one shoulder to the other and took his eye off the ball, he probably wasn't able to track it. Right. And that's because the ball probably got caught in the air. You know what I'm saying? So it's yes. it's di- and I, once again, we I feel like we had one of the best receiving cores in the league, brother. But that 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 from experience, that is very hard. And I think that's why you saw you saw Dawson Knox had a couple of drops early on. You know what I'm saying? One of them so was in difficult. his bread basket and got knocked away. But um yes. is speaking to your point, here's something very interesting that I learned in college. Okay. You only track 30, the first 30% of a projectile and your brain fills in the rest. Did you know that? I did not know that. Interesting. Yes. It is. So if your brain is trained to track the first 30% of a projectile and then basically does all of the trigonometry and everything else to figure out where the ball is going to land, if it's moving off of that point, they're at a disadvantage. Yeah, basically is what I'm saying. They're receivers. Um, not not that they can't adjust to it. These are professionals, and they have better eye-hand coordination than anybody else in the world. So, you know, they were able to make adjustments, and they were able to catch them, but there were times that they couldn't, and that's the reason why. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's just hard because you're thinking, hey, man, we got – and if you listen to post game and you listen to everybody this morning talk about the game, good morning football and all that, I mean, everyone's praising Belichick and the coaching. And and that's the difference. You know, they look prepared. We look like, oh, my God, it's a blizzard today. We don't know how to act, you know. And but everybody's jumping on. Go ahead. Go ahead. When we look at the weather conditions of the game, was it not a foregone conclusion that this is how the game was going to turn out? The Bills are a passing team. The Patriots are a running team. The Bills can't run the ball. The Patriots are good at stopping the run. Yes. If you look at it, all those things in the vacuum, I would say you're correct. But the fact that they ran the ball 48 times, I think. 46. 46 times, I'm sorry. They ran the ball 46 times. And 
We held them in check, I guess. I mean, I don't want to dump on the defense because they only scored 14 points. And giving up that 60-yard run, everybody was like, well, that can't happen. Right. Well, I mean, if you put it all on – I mean, if you're going to – in my mind, if you're going to say the defense can't give up that 60-yard run, then you could tell the offense, well, I can't have six drop passes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, that means Stephon Diggs can't drop that pass. I feel like watching the game that the defense did their job. We still held them to 14 points, and you would hope that your offense would score more than 10. We were in, and the thing is, we were in the red zone. It ain't yep. like we weren't. In, it ain't like we didn't have opportunities. So that's why it falls on the coaches. I and, and and once again, and he's he's mentioning Brian Dable, man. I'll be surprised if Brian Dable returns. I'm, I'm willing to say that. Like I know after this loss, everybody expected hot takes, um, and I'm not willing to give that yet. Like oh, our season mm-hmm. doom. I mean, right now we're in the seventh spot. We're barely hanging on in the playoffs. Um, do I think we're going to lose to Tampa Bay this weekend? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so now we're looking at seven six. I mean, are we gonna get to ten wins? You know, so because what's well, gonna happen? Because what's gonna happen this week is we're gonna miss. You're gonna see the fact that Tre'Davious White's not out on the field. See, you didn't feel that last night, all right? right? But you're gonna feel that this time. You're gonna feel it this weekend because although they have great receivers, based on the pattern of the past five games, the loss, win, loss, win, loss. The Bills are setting up for a win. <laughs> well, if you want to look at it like that. I mean, <laughs> but a short I, week going into Tampa, yeah, I don't see it. I mean, don't um, get me wrong. It's going to be great weather. So, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be advantageous. That, that'll be advantageous for the offense. It'll be good weather. Do I think it'll be a good game? I'm sure it'll be a better game than last night um, because of the conditions. But I just. At this point, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not giving up on them. We could turn in the NFL. People make runs all the time, and that that's the only thing I'm grasping on to at this point. But from what I've seen, we could both agree at this point we we have we have not met our goals, and we're nowhere near where we thought we would be at this point of the season. Hundred percent true. And when the other team is running the ball as often as they were. You need to make adjustments. You need to stop it. And when you give up over 200 yards a game for the second time in a season, that's telling me you don't have the personnel. And you could see it. You could see the Bills getting blown off of the line of scrimmage. Even though Harrison Phillips played the game of his life, he was still getting pushed around. Yes, I was happy to see that. But can yep. I say something though? And, I, and once again, I'm a, I'm gonna be a big Leslie Frazier slash Saul McDermott fan when it comes to defense. Do you know how many tackles for losses we had? We oh, had almost a lot. ten. We had almost ten. That's incredible. We had almost ten. Wow. So that that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I mean, you can look at stats. And you you way smarter than me, but you can look at stats and skew things anyway to your argument. I just feel like we held them the 14 points. 
And it's yeah. like, so I agree. I, I think Belichick was looking at like, what? They're the number one defense. <laughs> Not only are we going to go in there and win, we're going to run the ball down their throats. And has proven that right. they can't stop a power running game. Right. We're going to push them around. We're a finesse defense. Like, so I, you know what? I would agree with that take. I would agree with what you're saying. They're saying our opponents, Indianapolis, uh, 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 New England, they're, they're saying, they're saying, what, y'all the number one defense? You all are finesse. We just going to punch y'all in the mouth and run mm-hmm. the ball down your throat. That's why when I said in the opening, it was embarrassing. You would think that you would be able to stop that because it's like you knew, I mean, at what point in the game did you know that Mac Jones was not going to throw the ball? He threw three passes. Mm-hmm. He threw three. And what, one of them, only one of them was in the first half, right? Yep. It was that amazing catch on, a, and it was a play action, you know. Yeah. So it's like, why don't you stack the box and go, man? Maybe he didn't want. They did. You want? They did stack, stack the box. Stack in the in box. fact, that sixty-yard run, they had, they had all eleven of their players inside the box, with the exception of Micah Hyde, who came running down as soon as he saw the ball handed off. It's just. The Patriots opened a big running lane because they won at the line of scrimmage. Right. Yeah. And we overpursued on the outside. We thought it was going to be a sweep or stretch run. And he and he made a great cut on the side. And and once again, kudos to their line, man. They're very disciplined, hat on hat, and created a wonderful lane. And he got upfield. Um, and I think Poyer was the one that missed. He failed because he came in. Right. And he thought it was going to go outside. He fell down, and you could see it. And once he fell, it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I just – the defense is still one of the tops in the league. You held them to 14 points. You mm-hmm. just want to hope that you can get more than 10. And I, and I laid this squarely at the feet of Dable and the feet of Sean McDermott. And I'm going to throw Brandon Bean in there too because one of the things that has ailed the Bills – for the last couple of seasons, has been the inability to run the ball. And I chalk it up to two different things. You have mismatched offensive linemen. You have guys that are... You have guys like Mitch Morse, who are designed for a pulling scheme. And then you have guys like, let's just say, starter, John Feliciano, who is designed for more of a power scheme. You have a bunch of guys that are out there prepared to do different things and that doesn't help the that doesn't help the running game either but now i'm going to put a positive spin on something okay of the bills five losses four of them have been with by less than one score basically the bills are one to two plays away from winning all of these games if they pull these games out as they did last year, are we talking about this team being better than it was in 2020? Oh yeah, of course. I know you are what your record is. And the Bills are making some dumb mistakes and they're not getting the job done. But how close are they? And it's not a rhetorical question. How close are we from being what we were last year? Yeah, basically. Or or a better version. I feel like we're miles away from it. 
And do you start with Josh Allen when you think that? The stats I, say. I know. That's why I'm trying to miss my words because I know you're going to throw the stats. You're like, oh, you might as well. No, Chris. <laughs> the really stats not- say he's about the same. About the same. But does the eye test tell you the same? I feel like last year he had bigger games. I feel like he was a little bit more reliable last year. And I feel that this year, big moments have at times gotten the best of him. And yesterday may have been an example because that final play of the game, Josh Allen threw the ball to no one. Yep. Yeah. And his receiver, who I think, I think maybe he was looking to Cole Beasley. Beasley was open. That was was a touchdown. Wide open. That play should have been a touchdown. Yep. He was wide open. Last year, he makes that throw. Uh, I'll give an example. The Cardinals game, that touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. The the pass to the tight end against the Rams. But hold on. Here's why I'm waiting on that. Here's why I'm thinking. He makes one of – like once again, the throw to Diggs last night – I don't know how many people in the NFL see, and that's why I'm like, <laughs> I give Josh Allen his props when he's deserving of it. I don't know how many, I will go on a limb and argue with almost anybody that it's only a handful of people in the, those conditions could make that throw. Yeah, true. That he made the digs. But then what I'm thinking while I'm missing my words is, is because even in his good games, we were like, man, you got to make that throw. You, it's like a couple of throws that he just missed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm trying to think back to last year. But see, last year, we, we were so good and everything was so wonderful. We didn't talk about those. We didn't really hammer home those throws that he was missing. I feel like two. I feel like in every game last year, it was like two or three throws where he's like, man, come on, what are you doing? Like what? You know, but he was making great throws and we were winning averaging 30 points a game. To where you don't focus on that. And I think that's what we're seeing now. Don't get me wrong. I think he made some throws yesterday and the coaches didn't help him by only throwing the ball 30 times. We probably should have threw it 40 times, right? Yeah. But for whatever reason, we didn't. All right. So if we throw the ball more, are you are you confident that he would have made more plays? I don't know. He threw some good passes, but he almost once again the two the two hitches they almost got picked off, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not blaming it necessarily on him. It could be the play call also. Yeah, yeah. It could yeah play calling seemed to be an issue, and that's why I'm thinking now. One thing I can say I can't imagine Brian Dable being back next year. Well, it seems like they're grooming Ken Dorsey for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they gave him the title of passing game coordinator. Um, though Ken Dorsey has never called plays full time, so I don't know. I I I think that Dable gets hired away, and takes if he does get hired away, he's going to take Ken Dorsey with him. To be honest, mm. 
and then now you mess with continuity, and I don't like you, like you. Don't like you. Now that the Bills are clearly second fiddle in the AFC East, they're in the seventh spot for the playoffs, a wild card team tied with record wise, tied with the Chargers and Bengals. The Colts are behind them by a half game. And the Bills are one game up on the Raiders, Browns, and Broncos. Do they make the playoffs? And I think that's a good question to ask. Once again, man, we I'm hopeful that we can turn this around and make a run. I'm hopeful. All right. We gotta ask that question now because it's quite possible. It's it's definitely more than just on the table. We have the Bucks. This let's look at the remaining schedule. We're seven and five now, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So we got five more games. We're at Bucks. Four o'clock national game. The whole country, most of the country is going to watch it. Then we got the Panthers. Panthers just fired their coach or one of their coaches I read. Mm-hmm. You would hope that would be a win. I feel like we need to get to 11 wins. All right? So that we got to finish four out of five. If we only win three, we're going to be, we're going to be, yeah, sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. And just, okay, you would think that the Jets would be a win. You would think that the Panthers would be a win, but I could see us I could see us losing that. Mm, and I don't think so. You're saying no matter what, we're going to beat the Panthers. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I would have thought that too about Jacksonville. I Like the Jets, I don't see us losing to the Jets. I feel like the Panthers at this point could beat us. Maybe I wouldn't predict it or bet it, but I, I that's far from a for sure for me. And then who? Who's the other one? The Falcons. Falcons aren't beating them. So you're guaranteeing? Well, you're a lot more optimistic than I am. So I, I think they lose one more out of the five. Yeah, yeah. So I think you, I think they lose to the Bucks, but they. The Bucks. Oh, oh, they play the Patriots again, don't they? Yep, and New England. So you're saying we're only going to lose one more, and that's this weekend, and we're going to win four in a row against the Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, Jets. Yeah, I think so. And I will almost bet you my house that that won't happen. From what, and I'm only going off of, and yeah, and I, it sounds like a hot take, and Newt's mad. I'm only going off of what I've seen. This is a team that lost to New England at home last night. This is a team. See, now you got to look at the sum of the whole. This is a team that lost this is a team that lost to the Jaguars. This is a team that got stomped out by the Colts. Yeah. So that's why I feel this way. That's a, and you know and and I know people probably don't like it today, but I'm in I got a clear head. I'm not upset, but this is the way it is. I can I don't feel comfortable with saying we're going to win four of the next five. Now, am I hopeful? Yeah, I'm hopeful. I feel like we're a good team and we can get hot. But if you, if there's nothing that you've seen besides the fact of what you just said a few minutes ago about, well, if you look at our past uh, six, seven games, we've won, lost, won, lost, won, lost, won, lost, and now we're supposed to win this weekend. Well, I don't look at it like that because the Bucks are good. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Brady and Leonard is, Fournette's going to run the ball 40 times. And Tom Brady's probably going to win the MVP. Right. So can we win? I, I certainly hope because you and your wonderful family are going down there. I want you to enjoy the sun, get out of this cold, um, and have a good time. But I, I don't see it from what I know. Yeah, I, I figured that I would be traveling to Florida for a loss. But I didn't think that it would be the Jacksonville game. Now I may be traveling to Florida for two losses. Yeah. So it might be you. No. <laughs> it might be. It, no, um, not at all. It ain't It ain't you, buddy, because there's no, no. way you, can, you can't lose to Jacksonville. No, what I do does not influence the team. However, where you sit definitely does. I know. You know me. That's how I look at it. So the team that I'm worried about the most when it comes to the playoffs is the Colts, who have been playing really good football. However, they have a bye this weekend. And then they are playing the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Jags. I would not want that schedule to close out the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our schedule is favorable, but I felt like our schedule all year has been favorable. Well, it has been, and they've been laying <laughs> eggs. You know, and so now we're looking at seven and five when we should have really been what nine, nine and three, nine and three, ten and two. The and only two. game that they should have lost was the beatdown that the Colts gave them. There was nothing they were going to do to win that game. The Colts took it to them. Yeah, nobody else. Took it to him in quite the same way. I agree. You lose one to the Steelers. Don't get me wrong, dude. If we played the Steelers again, could we beat the Steelers? Probably. Sure. You know. But then if you say that, if we play Kansas City, do you guarantee another win against Kansas City? The way they're playing, no. Okay. The way the Dolphins are playing right now, do you think we would beat them twice? Yeah. Josh yeah. Allen is the Dolphins' daddy. Okay, that's fine. He owns them. That's fair. What about the football team? Do you do you think we if we played them tomorrow, it'll be a twenty two point win? Mm, maybe not, but I still think the Bills are better. You know, the Bills okay. beat them. I mean, they scored forty three points. I I think that Washington's offense is better, but I don't think the defense is better. And they lost Chase Young. True. And I, and then we could both agree if we played Jaguars ten times, we would beat them the next ten times. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we could agree to that. So that's that's positive. Tennessee, I think they're going to split most of the time. Right. That and that's fair. But it's just the way we look now. I just I can't see out of the last five games. Hopefully, hopefully three and two. Yeah, you know what? That seems more realistic than four and one. Yeah, and I'm hoping for three and two. I'm hopeful. I don't think we're going to beat the Bucks and Panthers. I, I, I don't think we're going to beat the Patriots. Yeah, well, I think if we, uh, I, I think if we really are honest with ourselves, we're probably going to see another Patriots game where they run the ball 40 times again. Take Mac Jones out of the game and just say, hey, we know you can't stop the run. Let's see what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think about uh, in the post game, Poirier and Hyde getting upset at the media with their questioning? They got to keep their composure. They got to stay buttoned up. I agree. I agree. And I don't think that I don't think that the questioning was unreasonable. And uh, for those of you all that didn't hear it, I don't know if y'all heard it, but uh, they both uh, Jordan Poirier and Michael Hyde were at the podium. And a reporter asked them, do they feel embarrassed about giving up over 200 yards rushing again? And they, I mean, they kind of went in on them. Like, I mean, they had that one run, blah, blah, blah. So, And at worst, they're like, what the hell kind of question is that? And then it was like, hey, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that, or uh, Hyde kept saying. And then even on his way out, he's like, don't do that. You know what? The way you answer that question is we take a lot of pride in what we do. And anytime we're not achieving our goals, I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but, you know, we know we got to get better. Boom. Done. Right. But I I do. Once again, I do like the fact (laughs) that we're getting real emotion. You know? Yeah. It's easy for us. I mean, almost middle aged men. To say what we've done, hey, stay buttoned up, get, but it's an emotional game. I'm sure they really wanted this win. They know what it meant, and they knew what what it would be afterwards. They knew, oh man, just crown them all. New England fell off the throne for one year, and now they back on the throne. They know that. And crown the asses. We right. let them off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> and I think more than anything, they know, like. We were Super Bowl favorites, and now, and once again, I'm hopeful. I hope we can make a run. Uh, those things happen, I'm sure, and I keep going back. I'm sure that Tampa Bay, this time last December, they didn't realize that they were going to make a Super Bowl run. Do we have yeah. the tools to do it? I think we could do it. We still have one of the top defenses, and we still got a guy that can throw the ball over the yard. Mm-hmm. Still oh, have the I, best I receiver in the game. Thing. I know what I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I know what I was going to say. Do you think Josh Allen needs a dome? Does he need it? No, I don't yeah. think he needs it. Every quarterback would like one. Um, but as a matter of fact, I think that it's actually advantageous to Josh Allen to not have a dome because he can throw the ball through nasty-ass wind, and guys like Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, they can't. But they can run the football. Oh, well, here, let me let me change my line of questioning. Do you think this year we will be better off with a dome? Yes. Okay, that's what I meant. Because although I think that he threw the ball well last night, we should have thrown it more, if it was perfect weather – then our receivers would have caught more balls and maybe we would have won this game. Oh, I, I think I mean. anytime you're ineffective running the ball, you want the passing conditions to be to be really just right. And until the Bills can run the ball, yeah, they, they need to be a good weather team. Or they are a good weather team by nature. Right. Well, we know that the weather, the weather should be good for uh, Florida this weekend. Then we're home at the Panthers. We don't know what that's going to be at Patriots. Home against the Falcons, who's a dome team. Mm-hmm. And coming to Buffalo in January. And then 
home against the Jets, who I know is going to be checked out by the end. The Jets are terrible. Right. And they're terrible, and they're going to be checked out. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping. Falcons, hopefully they're going to be checked out. It's going to, hopefully it's cold, nasty, and they're ready to go home too. Yeah. Three and two. I can see three and two the rest of the way. Three and two. And and does does that get them into the playoffs? It's three and two means the Bills win. They get to ten wins. On a sixteen game schedule, ten wins usually gets you into the playoffs. That may have to change to eleven wins this year. And that's why I said that extra game and we the extra game might hurt us now. Cause I, that's why I say I think we need to get to eleven. And so this one goes you, up to eleven. What do you think happens if we don't make the playoffs? How do you think um, the fan base reacts? How do you think changes? And we're going to get all that in the offseason, but I'm just saying that we need to start having honest conversations. I think people are really pissed off if the Bills don't make it. And everything comes into question, but I think that you will probably see some major personnel changes in in the offseason. They'll overhaul that offensive line. Yeah, they, they will... Going into next season, it was announced what the salary cap is going to be about two hundred eight million. The Bills are going to have about twenty million dollars in space as of today, which is really not very much considering the number of free agents that they have. Um, you know, they've got they've got some starters such as Levi Wallace and Emmanuel Sanders, who you know their, their contracts are up. So, what sort of improvements can they make? When you say everything is on the table, you're not talking about McDermott and Bean, are you? No. Um, okay. Player personnel. Okay. 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 So you feel like we're looking... Oh, so you just say an offensive line. Um, I think offensive line, running back, defensive line. So Moss, Moss is Singletary will not be our two lead rushers next year. Maybe we'll have not. new running new running backs. Perhaps. That's also I wanted. Okay, let's touch on this real quick. I have a problem with coaching because why is it when you make a mistake, McDermott just throws you in the doghouse? That's what I wanted to talk about too. That's a good question because you see a lot of coaches who, after a player makes a mistake, the very first thing they do is give it right back to him and say, we still believe in you. And if he, McDermott has proven if you're running back and you have a bad exchange with the quarterback, you're done. Right. And you can, you can say that that was actually Josh Allen's fault for putting the ball in too high. Mm-hmm. Because that ball was right under Brita's chin, and that is not where the ball goes. Right. I I think Brita playing more would have helped our cause. And I'm yep. sitting here watching the game with Jalen. I'm like, man, get a ball to Brita, man. Give it to Brita. And then Brita fumbles, and then you don't see him no more. And mm-hmm. what I don't understand is now that's starting to be a pattern. 
You make one mistake, now you're in a doghouse for like forever. McKenzie, yeah. it's like this spec going on with McKenzie that okay, he had one fumble. The dude's leading the league in punt return yardage. All right. Yeah. So now you're not even dressed. You're not not only doing the doghouse, you're not dressing them. So what would McKenzie be able to do with us when we put him in uh, the slot and do jet sweeps? That would have helped the running game. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't do any of that yesterday. Um, although McKenzie said on his uh, Twitter feed that he was done for the season. So what? It, I wonder why. It might be injury that they're not talking okay. about. Okay. Well, oh, well, that, if he's injured and we just don't know, then fine. But it just feels like. That, it feels oh, petty. It feels petty because we know we know that he's known to you know for doing this, right? Because where is Marquis Stevenson? Was he was he active yesterday? He was not. Okay. I think that what they were doing was they they wanted the extra roster spot for extra defensive linemen. I just it, it and then Reggie Reggie Gilliam. Like my thing is we, we, we made a concerted effort to try to run the ball. I feel like he needs to be active. And I know you need roster spots. I just feel like do some eye formations, have a lead, especially if your line's not blocking well. Now I feel like it would help to have a fullback in there who could block also. And he's not active. I just I don't know. It you when you lose, you question everything. It's just that now I just see a pattern of McDermott. Once somebody messes up, I go back to my playing days. I'll never forget, man. We were playing Missouri Southern, all right. And uh, coach told me all week, you know, it was about the fifth, sixth game of the season. Hey, hey, Newt, you're gonna be in the game playing this week. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy all week, and you could tell I'm getting the ball more in practice, right? And so in the first quarter, he gave it to me. We uh and I fumbled the ball. It was a bad exchange. I fumbled. It's my fault. And he went right back to me. As soon as we stopped, we got to stop three and out. He went right back to me, and that was my first touchdown. Hmm. That was my first touchdown. It was like a twenty-five yard run against Missouri Southern. Um, and that was the team. Missouri Southern had a uh, uh, Rod Smith for oh, the yeah? Denver Broncos. Big, tall receiver. Yeah, yeah, yep. He was an animal. So. But yeah, I'm just like okay, and I and I thank them because I'm like, man, you easily could have went away from me. Like you easily like, oh yeah, no, no, like knew they ready. No, he was like, no, he went right back to me, and I always remember that. And just because you make one mistake is like, oh no, 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 don't put them back in. Like I, I don't, I just don't get that. Like to me, that's almost a panicky sign of a coach. Like this dude, my thing is this: he's been looking good. All the way up until this point, he makes one mistake. Go back to him. You never like. I feel like if he would have ran the ball more, we would have been in a better situation. So I guess I'm just saying, don't cut off. What's the saying? Don't cut off your nose and spite your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I just don't understand that. Oh, by the way, I just looked it up. Um, Gilliam was out due to an ankle injury. Okay, he was hurt. Okay, all right. Thank you yeah. for you know. Sometimes I'm wrong. When I make my well, points, but yeah, I, 
I, he does that a lot, man. And I just like even with um even with my boy from uh, AJ Epinesa, like I feel like he's been in a doghouse, and you I've seen him out there making plays. He was out snapped by Boogie Basham against the Patriots. Yeah, but is it possible that this is? They've been building toward this. Is it that Boogie's been playing Bezier? Bezier. Bezier. <laughs> is it that Boogie has been playing better and is actually outperforming? No, that's fair, but I'm just talking about when we didn't see him for a while. Yeah. You know, that's all. So, that I mean, those things are questions. That's all. Yeah, this everything's on the table. But, yeah, you know... The team, if they if they fall according to prediction, is going to go three and two the rest of the way, and is going to be perhaps in the final playoff spot, right? Yeah, but are we saying that at best, <laughs> at best, at best they're going to make the final playoff spot? Yes. Okay. Okay. And Unless I, I'm go- not. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be a cynic here, but. That's how you're the numbers are stacking up. Yeah. You're being realistic, Reggie. You're being realistic, Reggie. Oh, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Anyway, <laughs> let's wrap her up, buddy. I'm happy. Notre Dame. I'm on a positive note. My week last week, Notre Dame hired, although Notre Dame did not make the college football playoff, they hired Marcus Freeman, a defensive coordinator, 35 year old former Ohio State player as the next head coach at Notre Dame football. I'm happy about that. We're going to have a good game against Oklahoma State. So in my life, that's great, um, even though we had a bad loss last night. So hopefully we turn around against Tom Brady. You be safe driving down south and enjoy the weather. Turn your pops, I said hello. I'm flying, dude. Oh, that's even big. See, you're rich. See, I'm driving down. When I go down for Christmas, I'm driving. So, I got kids, man. I yeah, can't just because you're dri- you've got an entire family going down, not right. just yourself, with with pre- presents and everything else. So we load we load up the minivan and just drive on down, man. Like on a family vacation. <laughs> yeah, that three hundred dollar flight. If you have an entire family going down with you know presents and luggage and everything, that becomes a fifteen hundred dollar expense. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not spending that much. And you got to rent a car once you get there. So, yeah, oh. that's uh, – no, nah, man, just two, three takes of gas get me there, man. Less than 150 bucks. <laughs> nice. So, and plus, I like driving. So, yeah, that ain't no problem for me. So, But <laughs> like I was saying, man, enjoy your trip. Hopefully, Buffalo will come through for you, man. Hey, hey, hey.